This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey everybody, my name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies, coming to you from a rental car. What kind of car is this, Graham? Doug, we're driving a Toyota Corolla, which is a fine automobile that we've had in the past. A little bit better than the Chevy Sonic that we had in Charlotte. <laughs> that car was weird. It was weird. It had a tiny trunk. Yeah. And it's kind of boxy. Real boxy, and just the layout of the buttonry was... Uh, weird buttonry. Weird, weird buttonry. I just didn't... Like, Chevy has some good cars, but then they always, like... We need to put out a couple of dumb cars just to just to appeal to the idiot in the marketplace. Like an armrest on my seat, but not on yours. Yeah, that was weird. And also the uh, digital uh, the, the the speed you were driving, speedometer was in the wrong. Yeah, it was in a weird spot. It was in a real place, and that was digital. But then the I think you call it the tachometer with the RPMs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the analog with the dial. Yeah, because in a, in a standard transmission, you really need to be able to keep track of the fucking 
RPMs. RPMs. <laughs> Got to know those at all times. At all what times. are the RPMs? It is May 6 to Oceans 12, and we are driving from the airport in Atlanta to the hotel where we will be staying for one night and performing a sold-out show at the Punchline in Atlanta. Now, Graham, can we stop by the uh, the CDC on our way and uh, see if uh, see what they have to say about the zombie situation? <laughs> yeah, we got to make sure everybody in Walking Dead is doing fine. <laughs> Since last I spoke and you listened, Graham, Elwood, and I did a show at Side Splitters in Knoxville, Tennessee. As we always do, we played the Leonard Malton game at the end of the show. Yep. And a gentleman. Uh, who, who had a sign that said his name was Stu, so he went with Stu Baca. Yeah, and he had, yeah he was a full nerd, and he had a, and he had another Star Wars shirt on that he designed. Apparently, it was really cool. Oh, fancy! <laughs> he won in the category "Love You Wrong Time," which was movies, time travel, romance movies, of which I I can only think of like three off the top of my head, and the correct answer in this case was somewhere in time. Yeah. He made you guess it and you didn't know it, right? Something like that. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Because he didn't, you know, obviously he didn't get them, you know, you had to do it in five or six names and you didn't get, you didn't, you know, obviously you didn't know, if you, if it's been Jane Seymour and Christopher Reeve, then you would have been like, right. oh yeah, that movie, I can't remember was, the name of it. The two choices were, <laughs> were 79 and 80 and I, I, I was like, it's either Time After Time, which is the... Um, Jack the Ripper time travel. Yeah, David Warner and Malcolm McDowell and Mary Steenburgen. Which is a cool movie, and then Somewhere in Time. It's a little more flowery, yeah. but it's based on a Richard Matheson. I don't know if... I think it was a story that had a different name, but uh, it's got a pretty cool twist at the end that I won't reveal, but if you feel like fast-forwarding through the boring parts. Uh, then we went to... Charlotte, North Carolina, to play a 420 show at the Comedy Zone on Cinco de Hayo <laughs> yesterday. And Chad had an awesome name tag, especially the fact that his name was nowhere on it. <laughs> so he sort of missed the point, but he made an amazing Leonard Malton mask. Very amazing. And had a little sign, like a thought, like it was like a cartoon drawing of Leonard Malton that covered Chad's whole face. And then he also had a second sign that said, uh, "said I hunger for games." So he really, uh, he really played into uh, the, you know, some themes from the show to get our attention, and it worked. And he picked the category Avenge This, which was movies that Avengers, any of the Avengers were in. And uh, he lost. The movie was Horse Whisperer. Horse Whisperer. Yeah. A very young Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. And she was, the number of names he had, he just he just missed. Like, yeah. the next name would have been Scarlett Johansson. And then that's when I said it to you, that's what gave it away to you. Yeah. That's when you figured out it was the uh, horse whisperer. And then while we were in Charlotte, we went to see the Avengers. Yes, we did. And uh, with a little time to think about it, Graham, what, where, where are you at on the Avengers? Well, I liked it, but I just... 
I, I didn't get a fair shake because we were in this movie theater where the sound kept getting like the the music would go in and out of sounding like it was underwater. And it yeah, just, beautiful theater called yeah. the Epicenter, where they the whole place is really nice and they have bars and food and you can you, you know you eat off of a, a plate and drink out of a glass at your seat and. Uh, we had been there once before last year. We saw Sucker Punch there, and it was like the most beautiful experience yeah. watching a movie that wasn't really too involving. And then, so I was very excited to see the Avengers there that on the 2D screen. We didn't have to wear the glasses, and and also having watched it, there was no way anything ever happens in that movie that's oh, I'm so glad I have these glasses on. There was 3D no way. Would have ruined it. 3D can still suck it. And um, but yeah, they had sound issues, and so which is unfortunate because when you go to a fancy place like that, that's the last thing you expect is the sound to be weird through the whole movie. Right. And I finally went out because it would go back and forth. So we, I would, just, I was sitting there going, "Well, maybe it'll just correct itself." It was one little bad patch, and then I finally was like, "God, this is fucking driving me nuts." So I went outside and I said something like, "Oh, two other people have said it. We're going to try to fix it." The last, you know, 20, 30 minutes of the movie during the big fight scene, they actually did fix it, which was good. But then you kind of expected a manager to be standing there afterwards going, hey, guys, sorry, here's free passes. They were just like, no. Yeah, and just also, it, 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 it kind of bothers me that, like, the, the there were a lot of people in the room that didn't even seem to notice that... Yeah, <laughs> the sound was so horrible. I mean, it really sounded like, uh, you know, it would go into, like, slow motion or something. Or, like you said, underwater. Every piece of music. And there's a lot of music in it. You know, a lot of uh, dramatic scoring that just sounded like garbled mess. It was very strange. But, that having been said, I can still judge the movie and basically know that I will see it again, but that I just, I'm firmly in the uh, disappointed column. Uh, I really thought getting all of them together would be amazing, but there is far less fighting in it than there than there needs to be. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, you know, gets in a couple of scrapes with people, but I love to watch her fight people, and especially the very first time she fights someone, it's pretty awesome, and gets you in the mood for more of that, and then they just stand around talking about the, the Hasseract, or the Flackermack, or this well, Schmackleback. The thing, I, did, I, I, I think I liked it a little more than you, however... I didn't dislike it. Right. You know, it's good. It just the, the the there was a little too much talking about oh arguing why they shouldn't be the Avengers in the beginning where I was just like just get just come on just get, be the Avengers just, be, just suit up and go kick some ass and then <laughs> when they did that at the end it was actually awesome the end the, the, the end of the movie I really liked although it is a little and you and I were talking about this we wanted to see more fight choreography and a little less just Transformer shit. Yeah, it gets very big action stuff and it's like, okay, that's you know, I guess watching you know, oh Jesus. Wow. Wow. Stopping hard. Yeah, let's uh, check check behind, make sure no one else is going to ram into us. Wow, somebody somebody broke down or just can't negotiate Doesn't know ramp. how to go onto a ramp. That's what happened. Yeah, because there was some smoke, too. I thought maybe there had been an actual no, that truck that's collision or something. Three cars ahead of us, uh, when it hit its brakes, it set up some burnt rubber. <laughs> it sure did. Hot steam. Oh, my. First, we got to worry about the zombies, and now, uh, now bad drivers. Yeah, it's, insane. it's really crazy out here. 
So, what was I saying? Oh, just that, you know, yeah, it does become like a Transformers movie, which, but it handles that stuff better than Transformers movies because they're still human characters or superheroes that you actually sort of care about. But that's the other thing is sort of care about. Like, I didn't find any of the movies suspenseful. You know, it's always fun, but it's not, it's not exciting or, you know, in that way. It's not like, it's not like uh, Dark Knight. And, yeah, I just, I don't, but, you know, some, some very clever stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, really, there was one thing that made us laugh where we just kept laughing for several minutes after it happened. Uh, and, I, again, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but it was really funny. Yeah. I just, I just wish I'd been more involved, but also the stupid sound may have had something to do with it. So. Yeah, it's, 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 I will, I mean, I would, I'm definitely going to see it again. You know, yeah, and we'll talk lots more about it. And for the rest, we'll of say time. this: don't you, say it. You were right for leaving, so you did not see this new extended Dark Knight trailer. Yeah, I, 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 I got up, I ran out of the room when the new Dark Knight trailer came on because I don't, I just don't want to see anything more about it. I already saw the I'm, football field collapsing, yeah. and I'm bummed I saw it because it actually, it's now, t- it, it almost tells me too much, and I was like, I'm never going to watch it again. I'm just going to close my eyes and not watch any Dark Knight anything until July 20th because I don't want anything spoiled for me. I just, I'm already on board. That first trailer was great. Don't watch the extended one. <laughs> From the corrections department, I told Paul F. Tompkins that 17 was a movie at the end of uh, the uh, rather long uh, Build-A-Title in the last ep, and I was thinking of 13, and I guess I was just wishing that she was four years older, one year away from jail base, <laughs> and many years from being a viable option for me, but I do I do like that girl a lot, and apologies to uh, Richard Belzer, who is actually a pretty good actor, I, I sort of said that he and Ice-T weren't, weren't, weren't good actors, but uh, he goes all the way back to that show Homicide, where he was, uh, yeah, yeah. He was quite good on that. So, uh, flying back from the East Coast recently, I was on a, a United flight where they had unedited movies you could watch on the screen in the seat in front of you. Uh, it was free, even in coach. And the lady next to me, she was watching The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which I still refuse to see. But I said to her, I was like, enjoy the two brutal anal rapes. Spoiler alert. Issue is going to have to be addressed by the airline companies. People watching really graphic stuff on a plane where there's kids or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I guess, but they're you know they're going to be your kids or your kids are going to be sitting you know next to a stranger and but you know parents are always close by, so I would imagine that they could shield their eyes or or whatever, but it is pretty amazing that, that they're unedited movies, because I watched The Sitter, because I never saw it, and I, I'm I'm a huge Jonah Hill fan, I've always liked him, and I still really like him after watching The Sitter, because he's he is quite funny in it. Uh, for my money ball, he's, uh, he's three for three in his last three movies, as far as him being really good in them, uh, The Sitter and Moneyball and, and Jump Street. And, um... I will go two for three. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, The Sitter's, I was really pleasantly surprised. Again, I'm watching it on a plane. No, and I like I, The Sitter. And I'm a pre- oh, you did see it? I did see it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, I liked it better. It's 
the same director of Pineapple Express, and I liked it better than Pineapple Express. Yeah, and it's it's, it's it's better than what I thought it was going to be. The trailer made it seem like uh, the trailer did the worst job. The trailer yeah. just focused on that he has to take care of three little kids, right. and didn't like. And they kind of set up that he gets involved with like, oh, there's some gangs or something that he's going to have problems with. But I just remember thinking, because the three little kids all have their own quirky little problems that are not. Not typical of little kids in those kinds of movies. You know, they're not like the three kids in Adventures in Babysitting that are all just, you know, fairly bland, except for the little girl who likes dressing up as Thor and carrying a hammer. I thought that was pretty awesome. So, yeah, so I, uh, I really like that guy. I, I, I think Jonah Hill's still got some, uh, still, still got the, the chops. Like, I really liked, uh, a lot of, what he did in that movie because a, a lot of the dialogue seemed like he might have you know made it up and and he's also just really good at whenever the kids would do something weird he's just really good at acting like why, why the fuck is this happening and uh I feel bad I still feel bad though about the one time I was hosting a comedy bang bang at UCB and he was practicing stand up for funny people and when I introduced him I said ladies and gentlemen you're in for a big treat here's Jonah Ray uh-huh. <laughs> he walks out and I'm like oh god um anyway in the episode that we taped of Douglas movies it's at Zany's in Chicago that people have already gotten to hear. I was talking about how weird it was that you could see Kevin Spacey uh, eating a lady out in a pool in... um, Or he's watching a porn of someone else doing it. I forget what it is. But anyway, you you just don't see dudes muff diving in, in movies, in American movies, pretty much ever. And I was talking about it on that podcast, and then got on a plane and watched The Sitter, and the very first scene in The Sitter is Jonah Hill going down on Ari Grainer. <laughs> Less graphic than in Working Girl, which, by the way, Working Girl's rated R. Uh, I was thinking it might have been a PG-13, but that's just, that would, that's not, that would be ridiculous. Alec Baldwin has his shirt off a lot in that movie. So watch The Sitter is the point of that story, I guess. And um, I also wanted to say that uh, the, the trailer doesn't doesn't get the impression that J.B. Smoove and, and uh, Sam Rockwell are in it. And their characters are f- funny and yeah. weird stuff happens to them. <laughs> Very weird stuff. And I like that. I really like the first scene with uh, the early scene with that sort of sets up his emotional path where he just wants Jonah. Uh, Jonah is doing all the stuff that he does in the movie just because he cares about his mother and he wants her to be happy. Yeah, yeah. And she's played by uh, Jessica Hecht, who's a really good actress who's in Sideways, and uh, she's one of the lesbians and friends. Uh, how do you how do you think we're doing on time, Graham? Are we getting close to? Uh, I think we're probably you know probably ten fifteen minutes out. Traffic has not been bad. We're right now amongst all the uh, tall buildings of. Wow, the other way is horrible. Oh yeah, look at that. They're jacked up. Um, uh, what?
what else did I want to talk about? Oh, I watched Ghost Protocol on the plane again, because I was on like a six-hour flight, so I saw like three feature films in, in one flight, and I watched Ghost Protocol again, with my hood up, Ghost Protocol style, <laughs> and... Uh, I thought of something really funny, and these, this is going to involve spoilers, so you might want to skip this part if you still haven't seen MI4. But uh, you know when they're in the tower in Dubai, and uh, the hot IMF lady, who I figured out stands for uh, I am fuckable, she she kicks the hot lady assassin girl out the window, right? And she just falls to her death, and you know it's PG-13, so we don't get to see anything. Uh, she just falls, and you're, you're like, oh, that that's gnarly. Then the very next scene, Tom Cruise is running from that building. It would have been so funny, and if it were rated R or directed by the guy who did the raid, this could have happened. It would have been so funny if he had to jump over her splashed, you know, totally dead, disgusting body on the ground outside the building. <laughs> but he's just running until he gets into the sandstorm. And, and also, something I missed in the previous two times that I saw the movie, you know when the IMF lady... Uh, chokes out, you know, when she's got uh, the Slumdog Millionaire guy in a, in a chokehold, yeah. and she says, give me the codes. Do you remember what the codes were, what he tells her the code is? No. It's tw- 36, 22, 23, because his character's like a total perv, and so it's like his idea of perfect measurements. <laughs> I thought that was a nice touch. Oh, and that was one thing I really liked in the uh, Avengers was the um, the uh, World Council lady, World Security Council, was played by Jenny Agutter. I didn't recognize her, but I saw her name in the credits. She's from uh, Logan's Run and American oh, Werewolf yeah, in London. Yeah. yeah. She was always, when I was a young lad, she was a reliable, she got naked and everything. Like, she got naked in Logan's Run. I think that was like a PG. So I ha- I'm happy to see that she's alive and, and working and... Uh, and is a nice little addition to that movie. Now, this morning when we dropped off the rental car in Charlotte, this nice bus driver lady <laughs> said, oh, you know, just stay in the car with all your bags and I'll just drive you over to the... I guess it must have been a slow morning and right. she didn't have anything better to do. And she and she also told us she likes she likes driving all, all the cars just to just to get a, get a feel for them, <laughs> even because she's normally driving a bus. And um, so I surreptitiously started recording our conversation with her in the car. It's just a couple of minutes, but uh, let's go ahead and, and listen to that now. Okay, you got that Pacifica out of the way because I'm on a mission. <laughs> Why is that Pacifica in our way? They try to make a U-turn in there. I can make a U-turn in the bus. I don't know why he couldn't make a straight U-turn. <sighs> Some people. I hope that's not a woman driver because it makes us look bad. What's your name? Penny. <laughs> Hi, Penny. I'm, I'm Doug, and he's Graham. Hey. I almost forgot which one I was. I knew that was a woman. Look, making us look bad. Now she's supposed. She women drivers are hella fine. <laughs> we're, we're hella. What do you what what do you do when you have a day off? What's what are you into? Uh, if I'm not reading or taking care of one of my six grandchildren, I'm online gambling. Grandchildren? You got to be kidding me! Yes, honey. My oldest grandson is ten, and my baby grandson is eighteen months. And that little excuse my language, that little fucker started walking two months ago and ain't sat down yet. 
<laughs> he know how to pull. You know how you childproof a room with the little plastic caps in the socket? He takes them out and shows them to us like, did you really think this was going to work? <laughs> I'm like, he's possessed. <laughs> he is possessed. But that's my baby. That's my heart. He do us the... My daughter's like, Mommy, you're supposed to be babysitting. How did he write on the wall? Like, I know hell. I went to sleep. <laughs> so he must have been... Doing the what you call that man, Picasso? Yeah, he was doing one of his numbers. He was being creative. <laughs> I call him Picasso, though. You know, grandma sleep. Let me go ahead and do my thing on this wall. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever go to movies? Do you ever do you like going to movies? Yes. You see anything lately? Any I haven't good? been lately because I've been here. Oh, yeah. I heard just like semi my life. I'm here all the time. What's your favorite movie that you ever saw? Favorite movie I ever saw. And what's the one where the dudes drag around the dead man all the time? Weekend at Bernie's? Yes. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. So what did she say? So, so what yeah. did she say after uh, as soon as we got out of the car? Well, she said, you know, she's like talking about how she liked Weekend at Bernie's and then yeah. she gets out of the car and she's like Helping us with their bags, she goes. I know y'all thought I was gonna say one of them black movies, but I like. She goes. I. She goes. I like uh, Bonnie Raitt, and she started. I like Kid Rock. Kid Rock. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And she hugged us. Oh, y'all said travel safe. It yeah. Was great. It was. She's like, into. She's into white people things. Like, a, like, like weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. It, that is so. Like having your your aunt take you to the airport or something. That was fantastic. And so, thank you to Penny for the uh, for the lift and for the laughs <laughs> and the hugs, Penny. Does anyone hunger for games? <gasps> I do. Are you game hungry, Graham, or are you having to uh, navigate at this point and figure out where we're at? Uh, you know, I can do a little bit of both. All right, it's kind of a complicated game, so. Uh, oh, stupid. Yeah, so I know you. I know you're busy driving, so. We'll give it a shot, see what happens. It was suggested on Twitter by at Teaspoon VFX. What's up, Teaspoon? Yeah, Teaspoon! Uh, and he suggests a game he calls Six Degrees Hold the Bacon. So it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but you don't. Kevin Bacon's not. Oh, he doesn't have to be a, a part of it. He doesn't. Let's leave Kevin Bacon out of it. Yeah. He gets. Can you imagine? He gets asked about fucking six degrees of seven bacon every. Kevin Bacon, not seven bacon. <laughs> In every every interview he does, he probably gets asked about that. Plus, I'm a vegetarian, so we don't. Yeah. So hold the bacon. <laughs> when Graham L would hold the bacon and keep that gluten to yourself as well. Oh. Real quick, the guy in Charlotte, thanks to those gluten-free, those gluten vegan, vegan gluten-free candy bars. Candy bars, were they good? They were good. He got them at, uh, they're like vegan gluten-free protein bars, which I eat a lot of those for traveling, and they were great. He got them at Whole Foods. God bless you, sir. Yeah, we picked him after Chad lost because he sucked up to you with the gluten-free shit, and then uh, I looked at the phone, and we were out of time. The show had to end because there's going to be another show. (laughs) So I just said, here, have the prize, you fucking gluten free candy bar weirdo <laughs> get off the stage you make me sick <laughs> so we won the prizes he didn't he didn't have to play so I felt sort of bad for Chad but you know what are you going to do I'm going to tweet the picture of Chad's name tag but I'm not going to tweet a picture of a, of a gluten free candy bar here's how the game works 
Teaspoon! Teaspoon VFX. I named two actors who I think have never worked together, and then you try to connect them in six degrees or less. Oh, okay. Uh, and if you can't make it to six degrees, I automatically win. But if you do it in six or less, then you give me two names, and I have to connect them in less names than you did in order to win. And if for some reason there's a tie, then we go again. So, which which would be easier for me from your position right now, naming two actors who haven't worked together and for me to do, or the other way around, me tell you two actors and you I'll name two. try to figure it out? Okay, give me two actors. Um, all right, we're, we're traveling through a toll plaza, but we do have a plate pass, so we will not have to stop. Nice. So a toll will be transacted while you're listening to this, but you won't hear a thing. <laughs> you'll, just, you'll just hear you go on and on about it. <laughs> Toll being transacted right now. It's happening. Um, okay. Um, Any two actors. Samuel L. Jackson uh-huh. and Roger Moore. Wow, I like it. Buckle okay. up. <laughs> and Roger Moore, that is going to be... That is going to be a tough one. Let me see. Roger Moore hasn't worked for a while. Uh, he was in... Uh, Let's see, a couple of those then they're James Bond motion pictures. Yeah, and using one of those with I got it! Alright. So Roger Moore was in A View to a Kill with Christopher Walken, and Christopher Walken was in Pulp Fiction with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh my god! Bang Wow! <laughs> Impressive, Doug Benson. Whoa. So that's uh, what do you call that? That's one degree, or no? It's two degrees. Two degrees of because you'll get it in one degree if you can just think of a movie they were in together, and we just didn't real, you know, yeah, when yeah. you said it, you didn't realize it. Yeah, because it's you know, there's lots of times those guys could have been in a movie together, Sam Jackson and Roger Moore. I don't believe they ever were. But, uh, all right, let's try one for you. See if you can do it. Let's go with uh, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and uh, Billy Crystal. Sandra Bullock and Billy Crystal. All right, yeah. Sandra Bullock. You can think about this for a second, because you've got you to gotta get it. you got to think of a movie they were in together. Or link them up with uh, with just one move. Like who did the, who who have they both worked with? God, somebody. They both have been, they had to have. Yeah, had to have. Um, God, this is gonna fuck me up. <laughs> um, I'm still reeling from that whole toll thing. Uh, it was so exciting. We didn't have to stop. It was great. We just flew right through. Money just flew out of the car. Um. That very toll plaza was backed all the fuck up when they tried to go to Atlanta and Walking Dead. Yeah, no shit. Um, we're coming up on our exit. Okay. Sandra Bullock. Here, you think about it for a second, and I'll throw the plugs out. Okay. Because a lot of these plugs involve you anyway. I'm going to be taping a Douglas Movies uh, at the Laughing Skull in Atlanta on Friday, May 18th at 6 p.m. And Graham is going to be in town playing that club the entire... I know, isn't it? this is weird. We're coming back to Atlanta in two weeks. But we're just doing the one show tonight. It's sold out already. And, um, and then we're going to come back... 
and you can see Graham do headlining shows at uh, the Laughing Skull, and uh, he, of course, will be joining me and a couple other funny dudes uh, to tape an episode of Douglas Movies at 6 p.m., like a happy hour show, and then Graham's got two headlining shows later that night, and it's a very small, intimate club, so it'll be a very fun place to to see Graham do stand-up and to see us do uh, Douglas Movies. Yeah, I'm headlining, so I'll be doing longer sets and... uh... Yeah, maybe I'll come in and do some guest sets on that Friday night. Yeah, the night before we're going to go see our, our friends Sleeper Agent. They're playing uh, in Atlanta, and that's part of why I decided to go there again so soon. Uh, I'll be at the Comedy Addict in Bloomies, Bloomington, Indiana, May 19th, uh, doing stand-up on May 19th at 4.20. And uh, you can, if you bring name tags, we're going to play the Leonard Malton game, and you can win a seat as a guest on the May 20th. Sunday, May 20th, taping of Douglas movies, also at 420. And then the same kind of deal at Zany's in Nashville with three shows. Me and Graham Elwood uh, will be there uh, May 26th, 27th, 28th. 26th and 27th is stand-up with Leonard Malton on the on the end. 27th, we're going to have a special guest uh, stand-up performer that I think listeners of the show will be excited to see. And then he'll be joining us or her on <laughs> May 28th. Uh, for Douglas Movies at 4.20 on Memorial Day. And then Virginia Beach Funny Bone, Graham and I will be there June 23 and 24. And the same thing again on the 23rd, if you win... Uh, 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 no, I'm sorry, those are going to both be stand-up shows. Those will both be stand-up shows, but we will play Leonard Malton Game at the end of each of those shows. And I'm also going to try to start recording the Leonard Malton game at some of these shows out on the road and putting that including that in the podcast so people can hear what happened and and uh, enjoy that what do you got for Sandra Bullock oh, God. and Billy Crystal um you put them together at all in any way yes what is it uh, alright Billy Crystal was in uh, City Slickers mm-hmm. with Bruno Kirby uh huh Bruno Kirby was in The Freshman with um, Matthew Matthew Broderick. Uh huh. Um, Matthew Broderick was in. Um, uh, <laughs> was in. Fuck. Was in. Uh, Bruno Kirby and Billy Crystal were also in When Harry Met Sally together. Yes, they were in When Harry Met and Sally. And City Slickers too. The Search for Curly Gold. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, there's a thousand tweets flooding right now about why don't I know um oh, and um you're already lost wait wait but you but it's good it's good those those were all good um and then the oh, Matthew Broderick was in election right with um Reese Witherspoon uh-huh who was in um that one movie with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> uh, they were in a movie together? Reese and Sandra? Yeah, wasn't she in one of those... No, wait, election? Oh, Christ. <laughs> I can't get it. God damn it. <laughs> I love this game. It's fun. It's a new fun game. I'm better at setting up how to screw someone over than doing it myself. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, uh, you know, there. Uh, you just kind of got to get lucky and just hit on the right kind of uh, 
kind of thing, you know, like, uh, uh, Sandra Bullock was in, I'm going to park in the shade. Uh, yeah, I'll have to think about that one. God, what, I was trying to, like, I was trying to, I was, I knew she was, I was trying to think of Vigo, she was in a movie with Vigo Mortensen that 28 Days, and the only thing Vigo Mortensen movie I could connect was, like, The Road, and I was trying to think of Olivia, what's her name, at the very end of The Road, she's with Guy Pierce. Olivia Wilde? Olivia, the English actress, Olivia. Oh, Williams. Williams. So I was like. Yeah. It's tough. It is tough. Could be hard. I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to think about it some more and come up with one and maybe mention it in the next show. But I played this game before. It's a fun game. What else you got to plug, Graham? Um, uh, my new uh, album, Palm Strike Dance Party, will be available as a digital download on iTunes May eighth, and then we'll start selling uh, hard copies on Comedy Film Nerds and a special thing because they're the labels starting May twenty second. So get your digital download. Well, let me ask you this: what? But what's the real title of it? Palm Strike Dance Party, Doug. <laughs> All right, check out Palm Strike Dance Party and see us in Atlanta in a couple weeks. And as always, U.S. Airways is a shithead. Charlotte Airport is a shithead. Oh, Charlotte Airport. <laughs> yeah, that, that airport, it took them... They, they, their standard time it takes to give you your bags, no matter what, it seems, yeah. they just say it's going to take 45 minutes. Yeah. She was like, well, 35 to 40 minutes. And we just, in Atlanta, we just landed in a much bigger airport. Yeah. And everything was lickety split. We got our, we walked, we went to the bag and, area, and it's crazy. And our busy. bags came out in five minutes. Yeah, and there was just as many people, just tons of people there. Come on, Charlie. All right, so I take that back. Even though I'm not a U.S. Airways fan, I'm going to say, as always, the Charlotte Airport is a shithead. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in.